0: Say it like you mean it, mean it like you say it. It don't cost a bit more to dream big than it does little. Today I will have my faith built by the Word of God. I will not allow my past to control my future. God has given me my dreams to look forward to and my faith is a means by which I will arrive. I will dream big because I serve a big God. Somebody give me a big hand amen you may be seated just make sure that the house lights are all the way up back there guys please thank you I want everybody to be able to see their Bibles tonight I want to talk to you about a subject that um, affects all of us and here's the name if you take a note you want to write write a name down the name of this message is uh, what do you do with people people they cheat you they rob you they lie to you what are we talking about people they spread rumors about you They betray you. They hurt you. They tell you you'll never succeed. Who are they? People. We all deal with them. Amen. Some of those people get right up in your face while. Others are a little more subtle. They just chip away at you a little slower, a little bit at a time. People. Either way, they can stir up all kinds of emotions, all kinds of hurt, all kinds of frustration, all kinds of feelings of defeat. Who are we talking about? People. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's an acquaintance. Maybe it's a family member. No, it could never be a family member. Maybe, and this is the one that always, uh, when I succumb to um, the devil's trickery. And I allow people to get under my skin. The one that always, when I walk away, I always go, oh. that I blew it the worst is the people that I don't really even know. Why do we get so tore up when somebody that we don't even know treats us in a way that we don't like? It's people. It could be someone who disagrees with you politically. People who persecute you because of the way you believe religiously, your faith. People who seem to make a hobby. Have you ever met that person that, it's just like it's a hobby of theirs to criticize folk. Whatever the case may be, People, if you allow them to, can become hurdles in your spiritual life. But in all seriousness, it isn't the people themselves who can halt you and your progress or hinder you from receiving a healing or receiving financial increase. It's not the people, it's our response to the people that determines the outcome. Come on, somebody. When your thoughts and emotions get the idea that they can lead you around. I'm so thankful tonight that I can report that we have a trusted source of To help show us the way out of the hurt, a way out of the frustration, and show us a way into the most freeing peace and victory that you could even imagine. And His name is Jesus. Because He said, I am the way. Y'all be careful on... uh, Social media just allowing one reel or one video to take you to another reel and another video. It's so easy to just get sucked in to that. And I, I even caution our teenagers and, and, and our adolescents that are listening and they're in here tonight because it's so easy. I'm 52 years old and I didn't have a phone. I didn't even have a phone until I was like 28, We have a way that we can be an influence on people. Even when they are the source of our frustration. Because in all honesty, let me help you with something. They're not the source of our frustration. We focus on them, but we as faith-believing, blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled, tongue-talking Christians... We need to condition ourselves to be able to see through the trickery of the enemy because all that is is drawing us out of a place of supernatural operation into a place of the natural because people are who we can see with our eyes and hear with our ears and deal with in the natural. Somebody say amen. So, I want to talk about a few ways tonight to deal with when they hurt you. Has anybody, don't raise your hand, don't raise your hand, don't want to see them. Has anybody ever been hurt from people? Has anybody ever been touched in a way that you just wanted to do something that you knew you would regret by people? Proverbs 15, verse 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Number one, if you're taking notes, make this declaration in your life. Refuse to retaliate. Oh, it's good, but it ain't easy. (laughs) Come on, somebody. You've been insulted. You've been lied to. You've been lied about. Somebody had the audacity to threaten you. Somebody wanted to go behind your back and criticize you. Maybe you've even, maybe they've even betrayed you in a business deal. Maybe they took money from you. And you feel it all the way to your core. You're hurt and you're angry and you got a lot to say to them. And you are rehearsing it on the way to the meeting. But I'm going to tell you what what, what we learned a long time ago. Don't nurse it. Don't rehearse it. Disperse it. And God will reverse it. What you do at that point... You say, Pastor, have you always done the right thing? Well, you know what the answer to that is. No, but I'm telling you right now, if we take that attitude, well, well we messed up and ain't nobody can. Yes, I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. I don't want to live my life in a mode of retaliation. I don't want to live my life in a mode of, well, if they got me, I'm going to get them twice. No, 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 no. That's not the heart of God. And it will not bring people to Jesus. At the moment when you are so ready to tell them off, to take action, this is the moment where you choose one road over the other. The devil is almost yelling in your ear, you've been wronged, you've been done wrong. They deserve to hear about it. They deserve every word you're going to say. You're justified because you know what? They did you wrong. Don't let them get away with that and then you know what happens because you entertain it you start to agree with it then then the Holy Ghost steps up and he takes you to a scripture like Ephesians 4 because you read that morning See, you got up and you were hurt and you went to prayer and and, and you were were mad and you were were contemplating getting back at him but, but you went to prayer anyway See, see when we're mad, the devil tries to use that to get our attention off of what we should do in our daily routine, like read the word and get in prayer. And when when you're mad, that's the time to go hit your knees and shut your mouth and just cry if you need to. But the Holy Ghost will step up and take you in Ephesians 4:26 where it says, "Be ye angry and sin not." Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Do you know what not giving place to the devil means? Not giving him one inch. I heard a preacher say one time, if you give him a pinky toe, he will absolutely be living in your house by morning. Give no place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt... Ooh, 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 ooh. Is that... Look there. I want everybody to read that. Uh, First, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... I want everybody to read together until we get to that little comma. All right? One, two, three, read. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Here we go again. One, two, three, read. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. I believe you're about to get it. One, two, three, read. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Do you know why the Bible says that? Because that's what it means. And that will change the situation. It says, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, Whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away with from you with all malice. You can. Somebody say, I can. You can choose to refuse to retaliate when you've been done wrong. You can. Will it be one of the greatest challenges of your life? It will. Will it take everything you've got uh, to to keep quiet? It probably will. And I'm going to tell you something else. If you're a strong lover of justice, you know, because some people couldn't care less if it snowed oats. I mean, they just... They just couldn't, you know, ah, what's going to happen is going to happen. But some people really get into, it needs to be made right. Let me give you a little hint with, a little help with something. And it isn't just because of the current administration, it's any time. You get too involved in politics and and, and you're, you're just going to be always, as somebody said, toe up from the ground up because there's always something going on there. But you want justice because you're that person. You want that. And here's what happens. If you're one of those persons that you're a strong justice leader, at that moment it's going to be the biggest test of your self-control. And it's going to be an all-out spiritual war for you to not retaliate. But guess what? You can do it. You can do it. I said, you can do it. It's in times like these when you need to remember that your real enemy is not people. But your real enemy is the devil. And how he uses people, even Christians. What? What? He uses them to bait us and to rob us of the blessings that rightfully belong to us. When you remember who's really stirring the pot, when you remember who's really stirring up trouble, it'll be easier to stop fighting against the flesh and move into a mode of spiritual warfare and take authority over the enemy. And I'm going to do a little plug right here. That's why it's good to come to church on Monday nights and get in an atmosphere of pray, a prayer and praise for an hour. It'll absolutely, it'll recondition your whole mind. It'll recondition your body. It'll recondition everything that's of the flesh and it'll put you in a, a space of spirituality that we need. Amen? So number one, don't retaliate. Number two. Love people. Matthew 5, 45, and 46 says, But I say unto you, love your enemies. What? Surely that didn't say that. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. <laughs> you know what? You know how to tell if a person's got a little cussing in them? Two ways. You can either give them a lawnmower that won't crank. That'll bring it out. Uh, or have somebody step up and cuss them. Because if there's any cuss in them, look out. they getting ready to spray it. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them. What? Now this can't. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward do you have? Basically is what it's saying. I'm I'm putting the JLM version on it. but. Do not even the publicans the same? See, here's what we need to ask ourselves Did did Jesus really just tell us in that scripture to love our enemies? Yes, he did. But here's the part that we have to understand love is not a feeling, it's a decision. We have to make a decision to be good to people, even if they are not good to us. People get too wrapped up in their feelings sometimes, but nothing in the spiritual realm is ever led by human feelings. That's why why when Jesus got to Jairus' house, he put everybody out because it wasn't about what the people were supposed to feel. That little girl had been pronounced dead, but Jesus said, she's getting up. And, and you know, there's, there's another story about the centurion soldier. He came to Jesus, and he said, Jesus, if you just speak the word. He said, because I understand authority. He said, I'm a man of authority, and if I say go, they go. If I say come, they come. And what he was saying is, I understand your authority. Jesus said, I'll come to your house. He said, no, if you just speak the word. Jesus said, I've never seen such great faith. And see, here's what's so exciting to me. When we start having feelings like that, we have the same authority that that centurion soldier did. And so we have the power. And I've been coming in here this whole year, started in December, and... and Actually, the 1st of January. This whole year. And I've been making decrees. And I stand in here on Monday nights. And I, I just make those decrees. And one of the things that I've been praying and I've been decreeing is the understanding that we have authority like the centurion soldier. Jesus has the authority. And he has given us the same authority. So you know what we can do? We can say hurt, go. Peace, come. Come on, somebody. We can say, Prosperity come, poor go. We can say, In the name of Jesus, healing come, sickness go. That's our authority. And we have to make the decision. We make the decision to receive Jesus, we make the decision to be kind. Come on, somebody. We make the decision to love people. But the good news is, is that God don't ever give us a command that he doesn't uh, give us a supernatural assistance to do what he's told us to do. When you have a willing heart, he'll help you do the impossible, what it looks impossible to the flesh. If you have a willing heart, he will give you the power to do that thing every time. So, even our worst enemies. Even those that have done us the worst. So, so how, how do we love them? The, you know, the, the guy that got you fired just because he didn't like you. How do we love them? The, 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 the family member that went around at the family reunion and told all kinds of lies about you. How do we like them? The, 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 the person that just merely don't like the way you look and they say something derogatory about everything you wear how do we we love them it starts in your heart I said it starts in your heart you don't have to run up and hug somebody every time you see them but you have to get in a position where you start to change your heart Because love is such a powerful force. Not only will it help you overcome past hurts from people, but it'll also keep you from getting into a place in the future where you're going to get hurt again. It's called wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to know the difference. Romans 5.5 5 says, And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Number three, how do, we, how do we deal with people that have hurt us? Number three, you pray for people. You pray for them. Matthew 5, by saying to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and what? Pray for them which despitefully use you. When you spend a lot of time in intimate prayer on behalf of personal things, on behalf of friends, on behalf of family, on behalf of your nation, because I know a lot of people pray for our nation as we should. Now, that all sounds good, warm, and fuzzy, but then the thought of bringing some, I mean, I pray for my mama and I get sweet feelings. I pray for our nation and I have a warm thought because I love my nation. I love love where I live. I'm thankful. I I know there's problems, but you know what? I'm thankful for the good. That's all warm and fuzzy. Then he's telling me to bring somebody in that has lied on me. Somebody that tried to hurt me, tried to destroy me. I'm supposed to bring them into that little cozy place of prayer? Prayer? I'm going to tell you, it's very challenging at best. But Jesus commanded us to do that for our own benefit. Praying for those who have wronged you will enable you to release the hurt. It'll it'll enable you to release the anger in prayer. All the unforgiveness that's in your heart. And it makes a place for peace. Somebody say, I need peace. See, it keeps you from the bondage that comes along with holding a grudge. Holding a grudge is not easy to do. You have to always have a good memory to remember what they did. I've literally saw people at Walmart in years past. I've saw them at Walmart and, and could not remember what they did, but still had some kind of feeling in my heart for them. You know what that is? That's the devil. I don't anymore I don't have to avoid anybody at Walmart <laughs> pretty, pretty freeing feeling there we have the same love in our hearts and Jesus listen to this Jesus would never ask us to do something that was impossible now starting today I hope you'll do this. I, I, I made a fresh commitment to the Lord myself. And I, like I told you, I'll, I'll tell you what changed everything for me. <clears throat> when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, it will put perspective on things that you have denied that perspective to be able to be opened up in your heart before. Because you never will feel any more hopeless and helpless than when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Starting today, when people mistreat you, pray for them. Pray that they will, listen, I don't mean just, you know, my sister, she likes to manipulate Scripture a little bit. And, you know, the word says be good to people, and it'll be like heaping coals of fire on their head. And and she'll, I hope she's joking, but she'll say, I'm going to be good to them and pray that God burns their brains out. (laughs) That's not right. That's not right. But when you pray for them, it's not, listen to me, it's not you pray, God show them they're wrong. Show them what they did. Show them how they need to do me good. No, the Word taught us right then to pray that they will be blessed in their life. That God will help them where they need it most. That they will receive His love. And that they will be a blessing to other people. Because you know what? Hurt people hurt people. Maybe they got some kind of deep hurt in their heart heart causing them to act the way they do. Pray that God will heal their hurt so the, 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 the hurt will stop. And as you pray for your enemies you will find and feel your heart shifting into a softer place toward more and more and more and more people. And that, my friend, puts you in a position of victory. Thank you, Jesus, for victory. Do good to your enemies. In that scripture, Matthew five forty four. once again it says... Do good to them that hate you. When you think of your enemies, you're likely not thinking about wanting to bake them a cake. When you think of your enemies, you're probably not working on your Christmas list. And listen, you don't have to bake them a cake or buy them a Christmas gift, but the Word says do good to them. And when you're treated bad, you need to respond in a way that sets you apart as a Christian. And that takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of love to do good to those that mistreat you. It's not easy. But when you're filled with the love of God, you can do it. When you're filled with the power of God, you can do it. Any fool can lash out And fight back against enemies. But Jesus has instructed us to do good to them instead of lashing back. Because when you do good, you become a powerful witness for Jesus. Number five, can't leave this one out. Forgive people. Matthew 6, 14. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Did did y'all notice there's an if? For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. When you're really bad hurt, it's hard to forgive. Somebody say amen to that. Ain't nobody denying that. God has commanded us however that we forgive others or we face the unthinkable situation of not receiving forgiveness for ourselves. The devil's convinced a lot of believers that forgiving somebody is somehow letting the offender off the hook or 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 making themselves a victim again. That's not true. The devil is a liar. Did you hear me? I said the devil is a liar. Forgiving somebody isn't a special favor to your enemies. It isn't justifying what they've done. It isn't an indication that that you want to, to be mean or bad. It's an indication that God is able to restore you to the place that you can be used. In fact. Forgiveness isn't something that happens between you and another person. It's an actual transaction between you and God. That's what forgiveness is. It's a quiet, personal transaction in your heart. And it gives God room to take care of the the justice on your behalf. Vengeance is mine, I saith the Lord. But you can stop Him from being able to protect you. Forgiveness is so important to our spiritual well-being. The last thing. God will, if you will allow Him to avenge you. Romans 12, 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Deuteronomy thirty-two thirty-five. To me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time. For the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. See, God never told you to be the judge and jury. God is a God of justice, and He cares greatly for you. Don't take Satan's bait and think that you need to demand the recompense for yourself. You're only moving God out of the way, out of a place that He can take care of you, and, and you're saying, God, I don't trust you to take care of this. I'm going to take care of it myself. You may not see it with your own eyes. See, that's the problem. Our flesh wants vengeance, but God said, I'll take care of it. And it really all, it comes down to, just like I was talking with our finances, just like it happens with the healing, it really comes down to how much we trust the Lord. Do you trust Him to take care of you? Do you trust Him to get back what needs to be gotten back? He said He would. He said, vengeance is mine. He said, I got your back. He said, I got your front. I got your sides. That's what the Word is declaring to me. You may not see God deal with it, but I trust Him to do what His Word says. Sometimes God will deal with a matter out of Sight, so that he can do a, a work on the inside of somebody that they need it. Either way, either way, I trust the Lord to take care of it. So what do we do with people? People. People. We refuse to retaliate. We love people. We pray for people. We do good to people. We forgive people. And we let God deal with people.
1: Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life, amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. Now, we want you to stay connected with our socials. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at The High Praises Church. And catch us on our Instagram at the High Praises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.